You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about Michelle Williams and Venom, Marty and Leo getting back together, Lord and Miller heading back to space, and a little movie called Blade Runner 2049. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Oh, good morning, Simon. Oh, oh wow. It, it's, uh, it's a busy start to Friday. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting a little bit late today. A little bit late. Uh, we got locked out of the office. We did. Um, I mean, there weren't people but, in here but keeping it was us out. Right. None of us could get in. I'm sure that they, they, they would if they could. Yeah. Um, I am Jeff Snyder. You're watching Meet the Movie Press. Mm-hmm. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Tracking Board, tracking-board.com. Exciting things coming to that site soon. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at, at The Insider. And with me, as always... Simon Thompson. You can find me on social media at ShowbizSimon on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I have a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. Uh, and I've been kind of everywhere this week. Um, a couple of my stories got picked up, and they've made their way around the world on the internet. Ooh, the uh, world and wide also, web. Also, I was the dissenting voice amongst all the Blade Runner hoo-ha party and positivity. Pooper. I was the party pooper. I brought my own poop, and I, I no, I didn't. Party you said you liked it. You just didn't flip for yeah, it. Yeah, I just, I just didn't like jizz in my pants like some people did. Let's let's dive right in okay, on let's talk Blade about Runner twenty forty nine. So the review embargo lifted this morning at uh, at six a.m. Uh, we're going to have a review up from Drew McWeeny uh, as soon as I get off of this show, uh, and it's very effusively positive. I have not seen the movie myself, um, but Simon, you have. I did. I got to see it last Friday, although so, I, I, I wasn't supposed to tell anyone that I was seeing it. They only told you us. You wouldn't even tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you text me, and I was like, dude, can't do it. Can't do it. Can't uh, do it. See, that's how much he respects NDAs, Warner Brothers. Mm. Uh, so, Simon. Yeah. Give us your thoughts. This um, is all you. It, Take it away. Okay. If you if you watch it on a regular basis, you know my relationship with Blade Runner. I, the first time I saw it, I really didn't like it. I, I've, it's really grown on me over the years. And I do really love the original movie. Um, uh, you know, I, it's one of my favorite films of all time. Um, I was very excited and very nervous about this. Um, because obviously when you have a film that is, is, is so strong and so well-revered, doing a sequel... Um, is always going to be difficult. You know, there are concerns that come with it. Even though a director who's at the helm is considered to be very able and, you know, potentially would, will turn out something quite spectacular or at least equally as good. Um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful film. I mean, the, let's start with the positives of the film. It is a beautiful film. It is one of the most beautiful films I have seen in the last couple of years. I, could, I, I said to Denis last week that I could just have that on a loop on a screen, and it would just be like art. It is... Deakins has done the most amazing thing with this, and him and Denis together. It is a beautiful, beautiful piece of cinema. There are some excellent characters in this, male and female. Really well-drawn, really well-written. Um, it's it's a very, very strong movie in all of those respects. Even some of the cast, the supporting cast, who are not as well-known as the likes of Gosling and Ford, um, are very, very strong and really elevate the movie. Leto is excellent. Robin Wright is excellent. Um, Batista mm-hmm. is not in it much which was one of the big disappointments for me. Because the way the marketing campaign has positioned him, you expect him to be in it. That was a big disappointment for me because his character is... I won't tell you in, in spoiler territory, but his character is, is, is so impactful that you really want him to, to do more in the movie. And it's kind of a wasted opportunity. The biggest problems I had with the movie was the fact that I, I respect the fact that it's Denis' vision and this is the director's cut. He's been very clear about this. For me, it was too long. Yeah, I think I'll... It, even, it's even 30 the minutes, reviews. possibly 40 minutes too long. Yeah. Um, I get the... To- I, th- the story plays out really, really nicely. I think it would play out as nicely if they just... Are there pacing issues? Is no, it slow. Which, which no, and that's that's kind of a weird thing because the, it, it is slow, but it's fine being slow, but it's just a bit too slow. Because okay. the original Blade Runner, obviously, it's still quite a long movie. Was was not this long. How long is the original? What, two fifteen? Yeah, about two fifteen. It's just Something over the like two that. hour mark. Yeah, it was considered quite long then. This is just it's difficult. To do it, and the third act. This is not going to contain spoilers, by the way, because it is very, 
the whole movie, if you talk too much about the plot, you give the whole thing away. So you, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. But the third act, it felt to me, whereas the end of the original Blade Runner was theatrical and dramatic, this felt more like it was a Hollywood ending. It was a 27, 2017 audience, we need a, a face-off. And it just felt more Hollywood movie than theatrical, dramatic, with everything else that was so beautifully done, tonally spot on, even though it's monotone, as you would kind of expect from this. It just felt... It didn't... It, it, it's, it's a good ending. It just didn't fit the rest of the movie does it set, tonally okay. for me. Does it set up a sequel? Um, this is maybe a spoiler. Does but it, does it set one, up a one sequel? Word, yes or no? Okay, it doesn't not set it up for a sequel okay. because the, the, yeah, sto- well, never the mind. no the, no the story is is a contained story <laughs> okay. that relates to the first film, but you can have this as a standalone movie, which I think is a is one of its strengths. All right, so let's get into the. Nitty- I don't think they'll make a third one. Let's I get, think it, this let's get into it. the questions I care about. Okay. So, is it an awards contender? Like, is, is Roger Deakins going to win an Oscar for cinematography? Uh, Deakins, yes. You think he's going to win? Yeah, I, I think he's certainly. I, I would put money on the fact that he nominated, and I think he's going to. I would be amazed if he doesn't win. Okay, it's 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 stunning. It's, it's stunning. absolutely beautiful. Um, it does is Harrison Ford a real contender for supporting actor? I don't think so. Okay, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I think he's he's you know he's very capable. He puts in a great performance. There was nothing outstanding about that. I have seen better performances by him in other movies mm-hmm. and other people this year. So he might. I would I would be quite surprised. Ryan Gosling doesn't do a lot of these big blockbuster no. tentpoles. How does he sort of fit into that kind of like big budget? He does a really good filmmaking. Job, yeah. To be honest with you, really really good. I, I knew he would. I think as far as nominations go, let's let's say you know D- Denis and, and, and Deeks are going to be. You, you, you think know, Denis is going to get a nomination for best director? Potentially. Do you think like potentially? I think he'll be in the in the outsiders thing, but I think potentially. Variety has an interesting story up this morning. Do you mm. think that this that Blade Runner is this year's Mad Max Fury Road? Potentially, yeah. Potentially, right, well, that that got nominated. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, I think that was this better than Mad Max. My or no? con- my concern about the nominations for Blade Runner is the fact that I think they will do it because they think they should, and because they think that this is the time for Denis to get that rec- that recognition. Mm-hmm. I-, I think he has better films as a, as a whole. Was he nominated Obviously. last year for Arrival? He wasn't nominated as director. Yeah, I don't, last year. I, don't, I didn't think so either. As a film, I, I think Arrival's a better movie, but this is this is a completely different kettle of fish when it comes to movies because this is right. Of this course. is a you know piece of art, and it's obviously in a universe that he hasn't created. It's it's created there for him. Um, I, 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 there are most people have have really gone to town on this, and they absolutely love it. I took a little bit of shit um, as, we, as we joked about earlier from saying that it has flaws, and I think it does. I think you have to be realistic about that. But there are other people that have come out today. There's um, uh, there's a guy as uh, a journalist in London for the Times. Uh, his review went live this morning. Um, Kevin Mayer, um, and he was like, "Great movie. Um, it, it has issues. Didn't love it." Vulture have come out today and said. Yeah, good movie. Didn't love it. And um, for me, it's a B. It's a B movie. It's it's B. That's right, that's the, the grade B. I would okay. give it. Yeah, um, it's not it's not an A. I don't think I don't think it's as good as the original. But I want to see it again, even though I think it's too long and it has problems because I got so much out of Blade Runner by watching it a number of times. Not that like it wore me down, but I want to do the same thing with this. There's a lot in this movie that I would like to go back and look at again. So my opinion might change after a couple of views. Okay, you reserve the right. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a strong movie. It's a big movie. Now, do I think it's going to be a box office hit? Do I think it's going to be a smash hit? I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be... I think it's going to do very well. Well, it's been tracking down. for around 40 to 45, but after these reviews, I wouldn't be surprised to see it climb up to, to the 50, 60 range. I, I think 50, 50 55 is, is entirely doable. I think but the question is whether that's a win. Yeah, and I think it's it's outside of the core audience that we know is going to go and see Blade Runner. It, are there going to be enough other people, and is it going to do the repeat business? So right. I can see it opening pretty good, and I can see it doing well on on a gradient. Okay. Do I see it exploding? I don't. I don't see that. All right. But 
I'm gonna, uh, you know, it's certainly not a bad movie. Warner Brothers was very nice enough to ex- uh, extend an invitation uh, for this upcoming Monday mm-hmm. uh, at 11 a.m. But as the editor in chief of the Dragon Board, I can't afford to take the Got shit to do you know, three fourths of the day to see this three hour movie. Correction: Villeneuve uh, was nominated for best director. He last was year nominated. For oh, okay, well we're then, wrong, there, so there you go. Corrected. Um, so yeah, I'm just gonna see it when I'm back in Boston uh, a week after it comes out. So I'm gonna wait on Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's lots in it that will even people who don't love the movie will will take away from it. Uh, you know? Yeah. All right. Just, what uh, what's what's next on your list? Okay. Uh, let's talk about. You mentioned this in the opening of the show, Venom. Let's talk about Venom. Oh boy, that was yeah. a big one. Yeah. A couple uh, of big ones this week, actually. Yeah. So I'd been holding uh, that Michelle Williams Venom story for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, when at the same time as Variety. Yeah. Uh, my buddy Justin Kroll over there, and uh, and yeah, we had just been hearing that she was the the front runner. Um, and she finally read the script and got an offer, and it looked like it's going to work out. And the idea of Tom Hardy and Riz Ahmed and Michelle Williams together in Venom, like that, is a cast that who would have thought? Yeah, when they were announcing Venom, and there was all this sort of trepidation about the project that they would get three actors of that caliber. I mean, mm. Michelle Williams is a four-time Oscar nominee, could have another o- Oscar nomination coming uh, this fall. Uh, not only is she in Wonderstruck, which my our, our critic Ed Douglas at uh, the Tracking Board did not really care for, but she does have the Ridley Scott movie All the Money in the World yep. and uh, the Hugh Jackman movie The Greatest Showman. Yep. So two big chances in December for Michelle Williams. Which are a nice spread of films as far as audience goes because you've, yeah. got, you've got the smaller, sort of more boutique indie kind of movies and you've got the... Christmas, taking mum to the holidays. Theater. And Michelle Williams is an actress yeah. with real integrity. She doesn't do a lot of these um, blockbusters. She's kind of like Ryan Gosling yeah. in that regard. The only one that she has done is Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah. And that was really the chance to work with Sam Raimi. Uh, it wasn't, you know, some hack. I didn't love that. I didn't even see it. So, um, but uh, so, but the idea of her, you know, doing a comic book movie is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Sounds like she would play uh, a district attorney who serves as a potential love interest mm-hmm. to Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock. I'll be up for that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Ru- I like her. Although whenever I hear Michelle Michelle Williams is joining the cast, I can't I decide whether that- it's the Dawson's Creek Michelle Williams or the one from Destiny's Child. <laughs> and I just I just then think about how bad Michelle Williams was in was it Halloween H two O? Yeah, yeah. I just like I, I grew up watching Dawson's Creek yeah. and if I you know, I probably wouldn't have picked her out of out of the four leads. No. You know, as someone who would have the biggest uh, movie career, but sure enough, here we are. Um, I'd like to see Vanderbeek do something really gritty, which he hasn't done for a while. Yeah, he's he's great when he channels that dark side. I'd like, like him to play like a serial killer or like a, a pedophile or, you know, do a Kevin Bacon kind of yeah, like like woodsman kind of, yeah. yeah. Good, good reference. It's um, a great movie. <laughs> a lot of people haven't seen that movie. That's a fucking amazing movie. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. So, uh, so yeah, Venom, uh, a, a, a really good addition. Mm. Um, another, um, I mean, we kind of discussed this the, the other week, um, but Terminator 6 confirmed. Um, so we know, we knew last week Linda Hamilton, that broke before the show, uh, is going to be back. Uh, Arnie's coming back. Um, Cameron's going to be involved, and Tim Miller is obviously, Tim, Tim Miller, Deadpool, uh, is going to be directing. Um, something we learned this week was the fact that it's going to be the start of a new trilogy. Can you believe it, folks? Here, but I, I, had, a, I had a thought. So yeah. this is going to be Terminator 6. <clears throat> Terminator 7 and Terminator 8. Great. Terminator 8, they have to call it Terminator. Ooh, I like that. Just saying. Hold that thought. In 2025, mm-hmm. this guy had that. Uh, listen, I'd love yeah. to give you know the Terminator franchise the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. uh, since James Cameron hasn't been involved in the last three, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just. It can't be any fucking worse. I mean, Let's you're right. It, it can't be any worse. I keep revisiting them. I don't but know why. Really but I do, to, and they're, they're bad. Really needs to move on. Although Salvation, I mean, I hated that when I saw it. It's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's just not very good. But if you compare it to Genesis, Rise of the Machines, it's better. I don't know what we're arguing that. about Terminator sequels for. <laughs> what has happened to the show? No, no, I'm just uh, saying, you know, but I mean, I think, you know, it can't be any worse. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty with that. I, would they get Edward Furlong back? He's alive and he's available. <laughs> you know? You got to get the smelling salts under his <laughs> nose. Wake yeah. up, Eddie. <laughs> I need you. <laughs> um, get Furlong on the phone. 
Uh, yeah, I just come on. I, I didn't. I didn't, I, didn't love, I didn't love Deadpool, so I, I, yeah. I don't think you know Tim Miller's all that until he he shows me something else. Okay. Um, I think it'll have the sass, the action, and the, and the sass. Yeah, well, Terminator Two has balls and humor. It's got that little, you know, it's got kind of everything. It ticks all those boxes. It has Guns and Roses, and that's it does the only have thing I want roses. to see in T six. Yeah, Just make sure Guns and Roses in there. They are available. Um, speaking of big directors, yeah. let's let's go back to our uh, our Blade Runner boy for yeah. a, a second, Denis Villeneuve. Um, word comes that he's in talks to direct Cleopatra. Mm, coming at you. For Sony. Cleopatra coming at you. This movie uh, has been coming at you for the last 10 years. It's been uh, in development for quite a while over Get Richard at Sony. Burton on the phone. Oh, he's dead. Uh, Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. had been attached for a while to play the Queen of the Nile. That mm-hmm. rhymes. Um, but it's unclear whether she's still attached. Uh, I don't know how old Cleopatra was when she died. It's, she seems like her rule was relatively young. Yeah. Um, they died young of, back then. Of course, they can do amazing things with uh, technology, and, and Angelina's still looking pretty good these days. But I wouldn't be surprised if they went in a different direction, mm. someone uh, with maybe a little bit more heat right now, since Angelina's been uh, you know, staying behind the camera lately. Mm. Um and uh, She does like to pop out from it every now and again, like Maleficent and sure, stuff sure. like that. Uh, but yeah, I just I don't know if I buy Angelina in this anymore. What about um, Marianne Cotillard? I don't. I don't know. She'd be quite good. Was she not? You know, sexy enough. I mean, what about Emily Blunt? His Let's sic- name people. His Sicario star. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but uh, but Denny can certainly handle the scope of this Cleopatra movie. This was mm. going to be a big, sweeping, like Egyptian epic um but you know with him sort of first he's going to tackle dune Mm. it looks pretty apparent that that's going to be his next movie yeah he'd be developing cleopatra while shooting dune Mm. uh and so i don't really see where a james bond movie fits into that and i know you've you've said that daniel craig Craig would like him yeah we know he's on the short list yeah uh he was on on the on the reported short list that Mm. was like you know two months old at this point uh, the movie still doesn't have a studio home, no. and I imagine that that'll affect things. I mean, shit, if this thing winds up at Apple or Amazon or, or you know, a, a company like that, I don't I don't know if someone like Denis Villeneuve wants to j- come on that journey. Amazon announced just the week, this week that they are looking to spend a lot more money on productions. And yeah. if, that, if they want to have, you know, the jewel in the crown, this would be, Bond would be a really good one for them if they do want to get in with the big boys. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think he's out of the running. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's looking like Jan Demange, unless you know another contender sort of comes out of left field. My, the thing is for me, I mean, I'm, I'd be interested to see what he would do with this because you know I really like him as a, as a director. I, you know, I love his vision. I think he's, he's amazing in that certainly that department alone. But audiences don't tend to get behind these religious, old school, epic kind of. Things you know, th- things like Ben Hur or um, Godson, Thingamajiggy that Ridley Scott did. Exodus. Yeah, Whenever ex- I hear a thing of Cle- Cleopatra, I think of uh, Alexander. Yeah, they just audiences on Alexander was like fine, but it didn't really you know do didn't, what it should have done. Didn't do well. No, um, a, a, audiences don't. They always seem great from a Hollywood point of view. It's like let's show how big we can make this. Troy did well, but like yeah, it the sword, did, but the... it wasn't exactly a runaway success, you know. Yeah, no. Um, I just don't know if the audience is excited about films like this as those, Hollywood is. A lot of those movies are male driven. I, I think a female driven movie, mm. uh, you know, like a female driven sword and sandals sort of thing. Change Cleopatra to a man, Cleopatra. <laughs> let's. <laughs> Readdress I mean, she's just the ultimate sort of thing. It, it is, as as the story uh, said, the ultimate female empowerment tale mm. uh, of sorts. Um, so yeah, I, ho- I hope that they find a a great actress for this. I just I, I have my doubts that it'll be end up being Angelina. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, what else? Let's talk about. Let's talk about your big scoop this big week, big scoop, bro. Scoop. You were talking to who? Mick Garris. Yeah. And you were talking Hocus Pocus. Yes. Oh, it was, it was a, a Joe Dante and, um, and, and Mick Garris are working on a new project together. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a horror movie. It's, a, it's an anthology, an anthology thing, right? piece. Yeah. Um, and so I did this interview for Forbes, and I couldn't speak to, to Joe without asking about Gremlins, and I couldn't speak to Mick without asking about Hocus Pocus. 
And obviously, you know, there have been these talks, and there was a, there was a, a, a meme that went around last year, you know, everyone going, Hocus Pocus 2 is coming to cinemas, and it turned out to be bullshit. So I was like, you know, Mick, you, as you, you know, you still have a relationship with that project. What are you, you know, what is it happening? Is it not happening? What's the deal? And he told me that it, 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 it is in the works of Disney. And um, as far as he was aware, and he also said that he believed that they were looking to bring back um, the original cast. And obviously, Bette Midler has said previously that she would want to come back. Sarah Jessica Parker has said she would come back. And Kathleen and Jimmy has said that she would come back. And then they kind of changed and it, it, nothing's really happened. Um, Deadline followed up my story. Basically, a lot of people picked up my, my story. The interview is on Forbes. Um, and they picked it up. Deadline then got in touch with Disney. Like, is this happening and disney were kind of like yeah shit okay yeah the cat's out of the bag so hocus pocus is happening it's going to be it's not going to be a sequel it's going to be a remake um it's looking like the original cast will not be involved um neither is the director mick's not involved with writing um but yeah so hocus pocus is coming back but it's not going to be a sequel it's going to be a a reboot sounds shitty to me. I don't, think it, I don't think it's a good idea. They should have just done. I mean, uh, when Hocus Pocus came out, it wasn't a massive hit. It was like a modest I, hit, but it's 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's gathered a cult movie that's done yeah. great on on home video. Yeah. Uh, I I loved it as a kid. Um, I understand not bringing back the original cast or at least like shoving them to the side and like supporting roles mm. and sort of having three new younger witches, but. A whole Disney Channel thing. Shit, I don't. I don't have cable. I don't have the fucking Disney Channel. Didn't How like, old are these leads going to be? Like, is it still going to be about kids and then adult I'm witches? It's going to be young, it... sort of young adult witches. That's so what like, I think too. It's going to be like, like the Vanessa seven, Hudgens yeah, kind of like seventeen-year-old yeah. witches. I hate that. I don't think that's what I want to see. But also, I mean, they tried it previously with adventure. I talked to Elizabeth Shue about this the other week. They did an Adventures in Babysitting movie that was basically, you know, with with um, tweens. I think is is the phrase. Um, and that that was again was for Disney Channel and didn't really, you know, get a lot. It got a lot of hoo ha when it was announced, but nobody really watched it. But someone responded to my story on Twitter this week, and they were like, "Is this potentially, if it's going to be rather than Disney Channel, you know, Disney are doing their own streaming service." With where all their products are going to come off Netflix and, and other platforms, and they're going to just have it on their thing. Maybe they're going to do like a net their own Netflix movies, Netflix original movie series, and start doing these things and launch them like you would a Netflix movie, but on their streaming channel as a. We, it's not just our old stuff. I mean that that's true. Like, yeah, the, so they could the, do that. You're right. The uh, the over the top service. Yeah. Um... Which I hadn't, I actually hadn't thought about, to be honest with you, when I originally it asked It would feel like a bigger it. thing for them than it would the Disney Channel. It would make more sense, because Disney Channel is popular, but it's not exactly a high-rating channel. And a lot of people are cutting the cord, so this would make much more sense. I just don't know even, even know, like, again, I don't know how old the leads are, but who would you cast? Like, if you're the Disney Channel, like, Bella Thorne's too old for this stuff now, Victoria Justice, and aren't they too old for that stuff? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, potentially, but if you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go like into the 20s. I think it would be either late teens or early 20s. Zendaya? Yeah, Zendaya, Miley Cyrus, Vanessa Hudgens, where they've still got that. I mean, who was the one that played Sharpay in High School Musical? Um, She, she's around. Um, Is the real question? You know, that I don't is. know who played Sharpay. I've, I've, completely, I've completely forgotten. Right, that might come up on the Schmodown <laughs> one day. You never know. Yes, yeah, Ashley that might just Tisdale. Come up. Ashley, Ashley Tisdale. Tisdale. Yeah, Tisdale. Ashley Tisdale. Don't um, ask why. How I know that. That's, okay. Dude, I'm very disappointed in you that you were so quick on that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, maybe something like that would, would work. You gotta, you gotta get the three They've got to be back, back in some in way. Some, yeah, some shape cameo, or form. Exactly. This is just not, it's yeah. not Hocus Pocus without them. No. It's just it's, Hocus. It's, it's just Hocus. Just Hocus. <laughs> I think it's just Pocus. Bullshit, bullshit. But yeah, so yeah, so that was my big scoop. That got featured like everywhere in Vanity that Fair. That was everywhere. And, uh, the, the, the tracking board featured it. Did we? Yeah. Did, we, cr- did we link to you? No. You didn't credit me. At all. Let me know next time. I, I don't even. I didn't even read that one on the site. Someone no. else edited that. It was a great story. You should have read it. No, uh, but yeah, no, I, I didn't get credited. So you uh, feel free to go back and kick somebody's ass today. Uh, um, I'll. I'll but yeah, that went, that went everywhere. So Con- yeah, congratulations. Now you know what it feels like. Well, what was? What? <laughs> <laughs> I was just fucking with you. But no, I. I, I it was really funny because I, 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 when I get a, a, a scoop, I send it around a lot of the film sites to go. Hey, I've done As this you interview. Should, yeah. yeah, you might want this. All the sites that covered it, when I sent it to them, like on Tuesday, they ignored it. They didn't run with it. And then a Disney blog picked it up. 
right. and it fucking exploded. And then they're like, hey, there's this great star on Forbes, and maybe we should, uh, maybe we should do. And most people did credit me, and I appreciate that. So you know, a lot of the people who sometimes don't, they did, which yeah. is great. But thank you. But yeah, that was my big scoop this week. Congratulations. That is that was a cool one. Variety are on the phone with that kind of shit. Boom. Boom. Um, let's talk about that Kumail Nanjiani John yeah, Cena. This was quite weird. Buddy cop movie. Oh, I called Universal on this one because uh, I'd heard that they had landed this yeah. pitch, and then eight minutes later, it was on deadline. Um, I think tapping I, your phones. I think that this is a really good comic pairing. Yeah. Uh, Kumail is is going to pop. I mean, he was great in The Big Sick. I think he's going to get a Golden Globe nomination a for really Best nice Actor guy. in a Comedy Musical. Such Everybody nice likes Kumail. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't, again, I don't know what the logline of this movie is. If if they are partners, if Cena's like his boss and he's like the fumbling cop who, who's trying to prove himself. But uh, obviously a lot of uh, a potential for, for good chemistry and, and, and cop hijinks and that kind of stuff. Well, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, this is the second um, buddy cop or buddy movie that that Cena is being lined up for because obviously there's one with Kevin Hart as well which is the Knight Rider movie that's not a real thing you know (laughs) I'll tell you what when I invite you to the Knight Rider movie screening I mean that's like that's a rumor that's not like something that's like in the works Hopefully it is. Okay. But this is not the only one that's sort of be banded around for him. I mean, I would like to see... I know I know it's not Universal, not the studio. I think it was Paramount who was the studio. Mm-hmm. But Midnight Run, that kind of thing. Yes. But... That's, but... That's the model. Here we go. It's Kumail, who is the cop. And it is Cena, who is the criminal. Kumail is the button-down guy. Just wants, you know, to do... The decent straight cop thing. John is the kind of the kooky, crazy, muscly guy, huh. and brings Kamal out of his shell. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I'd have to think about it. I, I can kind of see how that dynamic might work, but Cena being the bounty hunter and Kumail being like the brilliant little nerd guy—that could work too. That could work. God, uh, I just want to watch Bottom Midnight line, Run. Goodbye, Simon. Whatever they, do, whatever they do with this, I'm, I'm on board. I mean, I think, seriously, it, I, it's just I, I like both point, these guys. Yeah. It's just a pitch. But I, that is that, to me, is potentially a genuinely it's, good C- movie. Cena's becoming a bigger and bigger movie star. Yeah. Universal really likes him. He was in Trainwreck. Hmm. He was in Sisters. Mm-hmm. He's going to be in The Pact. He's in Bumblebee. All, all of these are Universal. Uh, right, plus Bumblebee, so... Uh, yeah, well, wish them the best of luck on that one. I'm really pleased that he's coming through, and I think it's also it's nice. It'll give The Rock a bit of a rest, because I'm worried The Rock doesn't sleep. So if they want you know, a big, muscly wrestler-type guy in a movie, it means that Dwayne can have a day off. He needs it. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it. to do Dwayne every now and again. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like him. I, I do like him. So uh, and speaking of 80s comedies, uh, yes. we're talking about Midnight Run. There's mm. another 80s comedy that was in the news this week, Coming to America. Yes. With a sequel, getting Jonathan Levine to direct and Kenya mm-hmm. Barris to rewrite the script over mm-hmm. at Paramount. Uh, I don't know. What do you think of Jonathan Levine coming on to do this? Well, I mean, I, to me, I don't care who comes on and does this. I don't really want them to do it. I don't. I'm. I'm. Are you a big Coming to America guy? Yeah, I, I really like that movie. I, I, mean, I'm, I remember, I'm I remember going to see it in movie theaters, and I still watch it on a regular basis. If it's on cable or whatever, and it comes on, I can't like turn cable. I've seen it a million times. I've mm-hmm. got it on DVD. I can't turn it off. I've got to watch it. Um, I, I think it's a great. I just don't want to see a sequel to that movie. I'm not. I don't think it's going to work. I, I'm not particularly interested in it. I think it's a great standalone movie. I, I'm just not jazzed about it at all. Yeah, it's hard to get too jazzed for an Eddie Murphy movie these days, anyways. Um, Coming to America, I think, could actually be really timely. Uh, Coming to America. I I think it has to be called that, by the way. Coming to America, too. Doesn't work. Bring in the numbers. Uh, So I think that, you know, done the right way, and Kenya Barris is a a great hire for Mm. this to to rewrite the script. He's the creator of Blackish. Um, this could be a pretty timely comedy that says stuff about, uh, you know, Im- immigration, and, and they could flip the formula, the original Coming to America formula on its head. Um, Jonathan Levine, um, um, I think I like. I'm mixed on him. Okay. Um, you know, he's made some good ones, but he's coming off uh, Snatched, which wasn't particularly no. strong. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I don't. I think Eddie Murphy should just leave it alone, focus on doing that Beverly Hills Cop 4 movie. <laughs> I, I, I really want that. 
Or, or Even after watching Beverly Hills Cop 3 again recently, I was like, that film is such shit, but I just really want another Beverly Hills Cop movie. I would watch, I do. A, I would watch another 48 Hours movie with Eddie Murphy yeah. and like a super duper drunk Nick Nolte. It's basically just Nick Nolte. It would have to be Netflix, though. And I have to say, every time I drive through Beverly Hills <laughs> and I, I see, you know, little streets of stuff that are, you know, that are obviously in Beverly Hills Cop, I do do a little bit of an Eddie Murphy, like, <laughs> laugh. That was fucking, good. That you. was really good. <laughs> I do that. I, and I can't help it. If I can't you, help if it. If you had to reboot Beverly, Beverly Hills, Hills Cop, Cop with, mm. with a young black actor, who would you choose? Uh, uh, you see, I'd love to do Kevin Hart, but he's too old for that now. Um, who? Michael B? Yeah, possibly. Or, or is he not funny enough? I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of... like. So Jay, Jay Farrow is, is having a moment. Yeah. He's got his Showtime show, White Famous, coming, and then he's the lead in a new uh, experimental Soderbergh I'm movie. I'm just trying to think of young young black comedians right now. I mean, assuming that it would be... You know, if, if it's obviously a young ex or whatever, it would be, you know, a black guy. But I don't know. There's, uh, yeah. there's not that... We're getting some really good dramatic and action like, African-American you, you, you stars, think, but not that many comedians. You think, like, Boyega could handle it, or...? He'd be all right. He'd be all right. I mean, I'd love to see someone like a Chadwick Boseman, but I don't think... I don't no. see him as a comedic mm-hmm. actor. No. <laughs> um, but no, I think maybe Boyega could... Do- His first movie was Attack the Block, so he's done action and comedy. It wasn't a, yeah. a flat-out comedy, but potentially Boyega could do that. I think that would... I don't know. It would be interesting to see who they did, if if they recast it, which mm. I don't think that they plan to. Uh, Eddie may have one more in him. Um, all right, let's move We can in. have Kamal do it. Uh, Axel Foley somehow became Pakistani. That actually, it's kind of awesome. Uh, I would, if they could explain. Obviously, it wouldn't be Axel Foley, but if they did it with like a you know a Pakistani Beverly Hills cop, Kamal. Um, Just saying. Let's stay at Paramount and, okay. ta- and talk about this Teddy Roosevelt movie. Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm. Uh, I guess this was in the air a decade ago. Mm. Uh, you know, they have talked about doing a million movies together, including a Frank Sinatra movie. I don't know why Leo is so hung up on playing real people. Um, but Teddy Roosevelt, you know, we haven't had a good Teddy Roosevelt movie. He was obviously a, a major American president. Yeah. Um, and Leo, actually, there, I could actually see a resemblance, <laughs> believe it or not. But is this actually going to happen? Like, Marty and Leo are supposed to do Killers of the Flower Moon together. Yeah. They're supposed to do Devil in the White City. This is just one more log on the fire. What do you think about them reteaming potentially on a new Teddy Roosevelt movie? I like them together as a team. Um, I, for me, it doesn't always work. Sometimes it gets a little bit too dry. Um, but I'd be very open to that. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right saying that Leo's doing too many of these sort of, you know, real people. Um, he'd maybe have one or two more in there and of, of potential ones that he could do. Teddy Roosevelt, I think, would be a really interesting one for him. Um, so, yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm open. Yeah, I think I, that would, could turn out to be quite an interesting project. Like I, I just I don't know what kind of health Marty's in, but Marty's getting up there. I mean, Marty's mm-hmm. in his seventies. Yeah, yeah. Like, how many of these more movies do we really have out of him? Mm. Hopefully, he'll he'll work you know for another twenty years. But uh, I don't know. I would I would just much rather see Devil in the White City or frankly Killers of the Flower Moon than a Teddy Roosevelt movie, which yeah. I feel like could be made by anybody. Um, oh, it's quite interesting. I mean, we, yeah. Leo still hasn't chosen what is next for no. him. No, but then again, he's, uh, I he's thought not he would have by rush. now. No, although I saw Leo in a movie this week. Okay, yeah, the Steven was... Spielberg documentary. Yes, Spielberg, uh, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. I'd seen it a few months ago and had been uh, embargoed, uh, but I went to the premiere on uh, Tuesday night over at Paramount. HBO threw in a, a really lovely event. I mean, they went all out for Stephen. I wasn't invited. Gotta get in with those HBO peeps. What can I say? Um, this movie is so terrific. Like anybody watching this podcast, mm-hmm. Meet the Movie Press, I assume is a fan on some level of Steven Spielberg. The the sheer number of incredible movies that he has been involved with is jaw dropping, and this documentary is just a delight. Uh, you know, there, there's vintage Spielberg footage uh, mm-hmm. from you know that he shot when he was a kid. There's footage of him and hanging with the movie brats. Yep, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas, Brian De Palma, and Scorsese himself. Um, oh, I just I just loved it. Do you have a favorite Spielberg movie? One, 
I don't think I have a favourite. One that I did revisit, and I, when you were away, I spoke to Dimitri about this, who was co-hosting on the show. Re- I recently rewatched Close Encounters mm-hmm. uh, for the first time in a long, long time uh, on the big screen. I had forgotten how much I love that movie. It's I, it's, it's, a, such it's, a, it's a great movie, a great movie. Uh, very influential, and and there's you know the section on Close Encounters mm. is fantastic in the Spielberg documentary. So I think that that airs October seventh. Okay, maybe Saturday, the Saturday night after Blade Runner. Nice, definitely. That is appointment viewing. Don't miss the Spielberg documentary. I loved it. But I mean, there, he, there are so many that he's done over the years, and you know, so many of his projects that that just to be honest with you, get forgotten. But I mean. I, I mean, I, again, another movie that I watch whenever it's on is Jaws. E.T. is another one that John I just... Close Encounters E.T. That's keep, just early Spielberg. Just, yeah, I keep revisiting, but Schiller's there's a lot of... Schiller's Jurassic Park in the same year. Yeah. The, the Jurassic the, Park's the, still phenomenal. The Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, War of the Worlds and, and Minority Report and Munich and AI. You see, and, Munich I wasn't oh, a fan of. Minority Report, like Munich? I did. No, I was not a massive fan oh. of that. Minority Report, I really, really loved. I watched that again quite recently, like nine months ago, for the first time since... I watched it when it came out originally. That is such a good movie. That is yeah. such a good movie. Uh, so yeah, d- d- uh, definitely check that out. And I got to I got to meet him. Uh, well, sort of. I, I sort of met him. Uh, we we passed each other on the stairs. Steven! And I said congratulations on on tonight, Stephen. And he looked at me and he said thank you. And that constitutes an exchange. There, that's dialogue. And so yes, I technically spoke. Did to he Stephen go? Hey, this week. are you uh, are you that Jack Snyder <laughs> from Mute the Movie Presses? Yes. I and mean, yes, sir, I am. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Meeting um, Spielberg is is something of a almost was, godlike experience, right? And and you know, what? speaking yeah. of godlike experiences, one that I I missed out on. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm pretty sure I missed out on. I don't think I ever met him. Hugh Hefner died this week. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, ink spilled over the past week about about Hugh's legacy. A mm-hmm. lot of people, you know, saw him as a real, you know, major proponent of the First Amendment and free speech uh, and and helping women to liberate themselves and their yeah. bodies. And a lot of people thought he was a, a guy who objectified women uh, and sort of kept them down. Um, so you know, opinions on both sides, but I, I really don't think you can deny that that he's. Uh, a legendary cultural figure. Yep. Uh, I have been to the mansion twice. Have you ever been to the Playboy Mansion? No, I, I always wanted to go. I went to a couple of the Playboy clubs around the world, though. I, I yeah, really it's a, that's a different thing. Yeah. Um, and there's been a lot of crazy stories about the mansion, of course, this yeah. week. Uh, the New York Times had an interesting one. Um, so, yeah, he died. I think he was 91. And, that, and now his empire is falling to his, like, 25-year-old son. Yep. Something like that. And they're all – got to move out of the house now because he sold the Playboy Mansion. He but did. the deal was that he could live there until his death. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I imagine that they're they're packing up now. I'm a, I don't know what's going to happen to that, but I, my, I, a couple of years ago, uh, when uh, Anna Faris was doing the um, the press tour for House Bunny, mm-hmm. um, we were talking about Hugh Hefner. She'd only just quite recently been to an event at the Playboy Mansion. Um, it was when I was doing an interview with her in, in, in London. Um, and her mum apparently was hitting on Hugh Hefner. That's great. And, uh, and Anna had the chance to go in the pool uh, at the Playboy Mansion oh. and was like, Fuck no. You don't want to that, go. That's jizz, tears, and pubes. Yeah, you don't want to go in that pool. There's a lot of fluids in there. Um, so, yeah. So but she but turned that down. To, to Hugh Hefner. Um, yeah. yeah. Unique. Hey, I grew up reading that magazine back when reading teenagers it? still needed. Right. Read reading? It, reading in How quotation much reading marks. Was involved? Don't come in, Mom, I'm reading. Back when teenagers actually With needed, my penis needed in my hand. magazines. Yeah. Um, don't read in public, you get arrested. Let's talk about Charlie's Angels. Yes, news just just tweeted about that. News just broke before the show that Kristen Stewart is being eyed for one of the leads. Uh, That was Justin and uh, and my man Brent Lang over at Variety. Uh, I've been tracking Kristen Stewart on Charlie's Angels since June. Mm. Uh, She's always been a name at the top of the producers' lists. I think that she has been looking to do something more commercial for quite a while. And this has a strong female filmmaker at the helm, and Elizabeth Banks. So I wouldn't be surprised if this worked out. I think I had heard that that you know, like Kristen Stewart and Emma Stone were sort of the top choices. I didn't know if they were together, mm. but they're kind of the same-ish. Yeah. Uh, so I, I imagine they were sort of up for the same role. 
Um, I don't know if Emma Stone passed or not, but uh, yeah, I think Kristen Stewart probably has the edge there. And then, and then of course, there's going to be a Black Angel. Mm-hmm. Uh, there wasn't a Black Angel. Uh, I think we did. Didn't we talk about this months ago? This yeah, we did. Ring a bell. Yeah, uh, because I heard it was the girl from uh, from Hidden Figures. Fuck, Janelle Monae. Yeah. And her, they wanted Janelle Monet. I would love. I think she would to be a wonderful it. Charlie's Angel. Uh, of course, um, Zoe Kravitz would be another one. Yeah, no, she. I a- love Zoe absolutely. Kravitz. She she's really good. Variety actually included uh, Lupita, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Yes. I don't know if Lupita would necessarily be better than Janelle Monet, but um, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I don't think that Kristen Stewart has a deal. I don't even know if she has an offer yet. Mm. I think it's just uh, you know very high interest in her. Uh, and yeah, Sony's been making some some interesting choices uh, mm. with some of their stuff, like Anne Hathaway and Barbie, Gina Rodriguez and, and Miss Bala. So yep. they've kind of been on on a casting roll. We'll see if this one sticks. Um, talking of things that are sticking um, and things being revived, um, did you read about the Flight of the Navigator remake? Um, I did. Who's doing that? Uh, it's a guy called Joe Henderson, who's apparently the showrunner for Lucifer, which is the Great. TV show, which I have never seen. Um, no, it, me neither. I mean, it's like season three or season four, I think. So obviously, there's an audience for it, but I've, I've I haven't watched it. Um, I Flight of the Navigator is a film that I bizarrely actually watched like three or four months ago. Um, that is a is a good movie. weren't weren't Trevorrow and Connolly working on this a long time ago? Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Colin was talking about this eighteen months ago. I'm not a Flight of the Navigator guy, so I'm not. really I enjoyed it more now as an adult than when I was a kid because there's actually. There's some some good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It's got some really nice adult tone. You can see that's that's so that's uh, Disney, right? Yeah, it's Disney? Disney. Yeah, yeah. They're they are looking um, to reinvent some of those properties mm. uh, that they can't just bank on live action um, fairy tales, essentially. Mm. Which is why they're also doing that. Uh, you know, a new Santa Claus movie, Nicole, with yep. Anna Kendrick, Shirley MacLaine. They got Shirley MacLaine yeah, and Billy Cost. and Billy Eichner this week, which is great. Um, so, so yeah, c- clearly, uh, Disney is looking to sort of diversify its live action lineup. Uh, and yeah, the, the Santa Claus shit is just sitting there. I mean, there mm. hasn't been like a Santa Claus franchise really since Tim Allen's the Santa Claus. He's not coming back. Uh, so, He's so, not and, coming back. And, and you can well, tell. Judge Reinhold's available. There's been a bunch of Santa Claus movies. Like, you know, Kevin Hart was doing one dashing yeah. through the snow that was in development. But it looks like Nicole, now that it's casting up, is going to beat everybody to the punch. Uh, and, and good for them. I think Bill Hader's in it, too. Great. I, I love um, yeah, Bill. Yeah, Kendrick, Bill Hader, Billy Agner, Shirley MacLaine. I like it. We were talking earlier about um, Beverly Hills Cop, uh, and uh, Langley uh, M. Neely in the chat made a good point. He was saying that he's um, kind of getting uh, kind of getting tired of the same... We were talking about the fact that there aren't that many options to do, like a, um, uh, an Eddie Murphy replacement for doing a young Beverly Hills Cop. Saying so he was getting a bit tired of, of uh, Michael B. Jordan, Kevin Hart, and Chadwick Boseman being the first names that people think of when they're casting young black actors. Ooh, I, I know who would be good. I know who would be good, but go ahead. I think that's fair. But also, I mean, th- the point has to be made that while we are seeing more black actors coming through, and not just in roles that are black roles, just generally in, in stronger roles across the board... There aren't that many black comedic young actors coming through. No, I think that's incorrect. I I mean, but I can't think of that many. I mean, outside of the likes of Kevin Hart, etc., etc. Who else is? First first of all, the kid who just got cast on SNL this week, Chris Red. uh, Yeah, he's He's not. He's not well known. He's not going to top line a fucking movie like that yet. Um, Didn't they do a pilot for Beverly Hills Cup? Wasn't it like Brandon, uh, the guy from fucking Tropic Thunder? Yeah, yeah, Brandon Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Jackson, that's right. Yeah. No, I'll tell you who would be good. Okay. Donald Glover. Yes. Donald Glover would be cool. I think, you know, he, maybe he's not necessarily th- that funny. I think he could still handle it. Is someone like Daniel Kaluuya from uh, Get Out? Ooh. He's, yeah, he's done. He's played straight in a comedy before in the jo- second Johnny English movie. Yeah. Um... I think, I think he could handle it. There, yeah. there was one other person, and I'm fucking blanking on their name. Fuck. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll think of it. He'd be um, really good. Th- there are more choices. You just got to you got to look a little bit harder. You know mm. Th- that that's the whole thing. It, it, that that is 
where the root of diversity is that because you just think of those guys, you know, Boyega and, and yeah. Michael B. Jordan, Chadwick, and you're like, well, there's nobody else. But, but there is. But it's also it's not it's not just a, it's not just a, a you know the case with African American actors that happens a lot with Caucasian actors where like say Emily Blunt does one big movie and then everybody wants to cast Emily Blunt and that's like oh Emily Blunt could be available or Josh Gad oh Josh Gad could be available to this so it isn't that isn't just a, an issue for African American actors. But I just it's it's like in the eighties and nineties there were a lot more African American male comedian comedians out there doing movies than there perhaps are now. Yeah, I, I don't. A think lot that's... of them were Wayans brothers, to be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> but you know. uh, all right, let's move it along. Let's move it along. Yeah. Um, Lord Miller. Uh, yes. And by the way, we have about 15 minutes left okay. in the show. Let's, yeah. let's cool. aim for 10.30 end. Great. Um, we need to talk about box office Yes, of course. Uh, right after this. Lord Miller uh, going back to space after getting off, uh, fired off Han Solo. Mm-hmm. They're going to do Artemis, which is the next book from Andy Weir, the author of The Martian. That's going to be published, yeah. I think, in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like set on the moon, and it sounds pretty fucking cool. Did you read about it? Yes, I did. Um, I'm, I'm open to that. Yeah. I mean, I like them. I just think putting them on solo was kind of a really crazy... It's a crazy idea that could have paid off, and I just don't think it did. I'm surprised that they are rushing back to space, because uh, this movie is, like, about, like, a, a female smuggler, and, like, it sounds like a female Han Solo a little bit, uh, which is a little weird. Yes. Um, but if you got those ideas that you couldn't use on another project, fuck it. Yeah, I suppose. I, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. Like, I wonder how much you know, of their work is really going to be left, and, and maybe they know what's, you know, changing, and, and they can sort of repurpose it, if you will. But I'm pretty sure, you know, Andy Weir has given them something to work with with Artemis. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I really like The Martian. What about you? Oh, superb movie. Um, I mean, I my only thing about The Martian was there were so many. There were so many actors who had roles in it that I would have liked just to lose two or three characters and give everybody else a little bit more room to manoeuvre. Um, it felt a little bit overstuffed for me. But, I mean, I, I love that movie. I genuinely really enjoy going to see that in the in the, the theatre. And I paid to see that in London. Um, okay. Uh, give me the box office report. We got, okay. we, this week's new releases include American Made from yeah. Tom Cruise... The Flatliners remake, which no one, I, you wouldn't even know it was coming out. There were there were screenings for Junket for this, but there weren't press screenings. There Sony weren't even screenings last screen night it. at seven or eight in LA. There was no. one at twelve fifteen. Yeah, uh, the indie Super Dark Times, which I really liked. Yeah, uh, Mark Mark Felt, the man who brought down the White House, mm-hmm. with Liam Neeson, uh, Harry Dean Stanton. I don't know if it's his final movie, but Lucky, uh, he's supposed to be excellent in it. And then you have Battle of the Sexes and Jake Gyllenhaal Stronger expanding yes. this weekend. So Simon, hit us with the numbers. Okay, so what we're looking at really the big play here are going to be American Mage, which uh, last night took uh, 960,000 in previews, looking at a weekend of 13 to 15 million, which is disappointing, but not surprising, to be honest with you. Uh, Flatliners, they're looking at an 8 million weekend. I think it's going to be more like 5 or 6. I just don't think there's a much... Yeah, people genre, just aren't buzzing about that. They're not, but but genre the the crowd always comes out. Yeah, uh, so I think eight, can only see we'll, it so many times. We'll, yeah, we'll see. Um, Kingsman's looking at a, a, repeat, a repeat weekend of you know not not too bad. Nineteen million that's looking at, um, but it is probably likely to, to to come out on top this weekend. A stronger? No, it's well, not. I mean that's that. I mean Variety was saying it's likely to it's going to be close between American Made and that at the top. No, no, no. Kingsman's going to win the weekend with 19. Okay. And then it is going to be around 15. And then American Made will be around 13 to 15 as well. Yeah. So I think American Made is not going to come out on top. No, I think think that's a given. I think it and American Made are battling for second, but I think Kingsman will repeat. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. We will. Yeah, we will. You want to bet another breakfast, big guy? I don't. I'd still owe you one of those. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I mean, the the Deep Throat movie. it's a I limited release. It's a limited release. Um, disappointed that I didn't get the screening for that because I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to see it too. I'm curious about it, but it, I mean, it had like no marketing, no. No, it wasn't a lot of screenings. Um, and as you as you were saying that the um, uh, st- stronger um, goes uh, wider this yeah. week. Um, a great movie. He's actually Jake is doing um, a couple of Q and A's after screenings. Um, he's doing one at the uh, the Cinerama Dome uh, Friday um, in Hollywood. Check and then he's your doing, local theater to see if well, Jake no, Hall will be and there. And then he's doing one Saturday, I think, in Culver City. Um, I live in Culver City. Oh my. 
my so god. So you do. Jake Gyllenhaal's going to be there. That's why he chose he that one. He did a great Q&A with uh, Bill Simmons over on The Ringer this week. I definitely oh, cool. uh, recommend that podcast. And... Um, but I, um, I went to a Q&A this week. Oh, yeah. um, Willem Dafoe. Oh, yeah, but the, with the Florida Project. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of that movie? Love that movie. We had a great conversation really uh, before, while we were waiting to be let into yeah. the studio about Florida Project. Uh, we both, you know, lo- love this movie, but mm. we both had an issue with the end. We're not going to say what the end is. Did, just didn't work. Didn't really at fit all. the film. Yeah. And, and uh, to me, it feels more like an indie spirit play than an Oscar play. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I I absolutely loved it as a movie. I mean, I thought it was uh, it was it was fantastically real. It felt very very authentic. Um, it, you know, sometimes with these kind of effectively like a fly on the wall type movie, they don't quite work. This felt brilliant to me. Defoe is just superb. I mean, yeah, he's amazing. Willem Defoe will be nominated. Uh, he could even potentially win this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, will it be? I mean, would it be nominated for, for Best Picture or Best Director? I don't know. Potentially Best yeah. Director, but it's a really outside chance. We were saying we think it'll be up, do really well at the Spirits. Yeah. Um, which I think is, you know, is highly likely. Um, but, it, I mean, it's, seriously, it's a great movie. I don't think it's going to be box office-wise particularly big. It's an A24 release. Um, but seriously, if you when this comes out, it's a couple of weeks, right? This could be the little indie they could, though, this year. It, c- we'll, it we'll could see. be. Um, but it's it's seriously one of the best films I've seen this year. I, it's in my top three. I inter- I, well, I started my week, actually, on Monday morning with an interview with the two uh, girls from that movie. Okay. Uh, Brooklyn Prince, who's yeah. who's the youngest girl, and Bria uh, Vinayt, who plays her mother. And we'll have that interview up on uh, Tracking Board next week. Um, Can I just say, we're talking about releases as well this yep. week. Um, coming out on Netflix is um, uh, Gerald's Game. Oh, I totally want to see that. That dropped at midnight last night. Oh, fuck. Um, okay. That is Maybe something we'll that tonight. you should seriously check out. That looks great. And also next week, Cult of Chucky um, comes out. Have you seen it? I've got, I'm going to watch it tonight because I got a disc sent to me. And I'm super psyched about it. I saw it. Motherfucker. Really? I saw it. Was there, there was a screening last night, right? Or did you see it the other night? I'm not going to comment. Okay. Oh, did you? I saw it. It's did interesting. You did you download it? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. I just wanted to say <laughs> that, that I don't know if this is happening in sort of out, non-DOM territories, but there were a lot of people talking this week about having seen Cult of Chucky, and they downloaded it. Now, Cult of Chucky is going to be on Netflix in the U.S. in October. I think it's going to be like a couple of days after it, you know, it's available to buy and stream. There are going to be plenty of ways that you can see this movie. Do not, like any movie, download it illegally. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Seriously. I know sometimes it's really tempting. Just buy it, and then if you don't want to keep it, stick it on eBay and resell it. Get some of your money back. Or watch it on Netflix. But don't... Seriously, people complain about a lot of movies not, you know, being made. And why didn't anybody go and see that movie? Or why didn't... Why wasn't it more successful? Because people keep fucking downloading it for free. So, it's especially with this kind of movie, don't do it. All I'm going to say... There are plenty of ways you can see it legally. About The Cult of Chucky is this. The Cult of Chucky has the, the year's single best pop culture commentary that I've seen all year. There's one line. You will know it when you hear it. Okay. Uh, it's written specially by Don Mancini. Nice. Uh, and and trust me, <laughs> you'll remember it. I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have interviews with um uh, with the cast and Don uh, going up on Forbes next week. Uh, um, I, I spoke to them quite recently, yeah. which is great. So <coughs> that was cool. But yeah, so those are probably two things. If you want to sit on your ass this weekend. And early next week, those are probably the ones that you want to I do. I do like sitting on, on this ass. It's uh, <laughs> a right. ass. We've got about eight minutes left in the show. Okay, what J- do you got? J.J. Abrams is producing a remake of this Japanese anime movie, Your Name. I haven't seen the movie. Yes. I heard it's uh, brilliant. At Paramount. Yep. Um, the studio that he'd apparently fallen out with because he's doing Star Wars. <laughs> but clearly he hasn't fallen out that much because they're giving him another fucking movie to make. Sure. Uh, he's just producing this one. He's not directing, but yeah. at the same time... Um, you know, wouldn't you like to see JJ sort of do something original? I mean, yeah, I would. and he has. I guess the Cloverfield mm-hmm. movies are all original. Yeah, um, but yeah, th- he definitely caught some flack this week for yet another, like you know, put you know, putting his name on someone else's thing again. Yeah, I mean, I I think he will probably do you know a good job with this, but I do like you. I want to see him just do JJ. I want to see something. He's a very creative and very imaginative guy with some great stories in him, some great ideas and a great f- visual flair. Lens flair. 
It's just like, what, what just, is JJ's... Well, dude, dude. What is his passion project? Even just like Joss Whedon delivers like that that shitty black and white Shakespeare movie, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't see that movie, and I'm sure it's it was good. Ca- you should check it out. Uh, I bet it's not that good, to be honest. It's good. Well, I like Shakespeare, so... So do I, but I come on. I just don't, I'm sure it's not that good because you know for a whole bunch of reasons. But um, <laughs> the point is that Joss Whedon went out and fucking made it, and I respect him for that yeah. and for having you know fucking passions and ideas and wanting to be creative outside of like the Avengers shit. Uh, and JJ needs his whatever the fuck that movie was called. What was it? What was it? It was uh, till oh, it was oh fuck um. Totally forget. What the no, fuck it's a Midsummer Night's Stream. Was it? Wasn't it? I don't think so. Wasn't it? Maybe it was based on that. I don't, I don't know if that, if that was the title. Let me see. Someone's going to tell this in the chat. Yeah. Someone do a Google. Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon Shakespeare, Shakespeare 2 in space. Much to do about Much nothing. Much to do about nothing. I beat you to it. Much about nothing. Bing! Uh, hey, thanks, Bing. Speaking says of JJ, no one ever. the director of Star Trek, yeah. there was news this week that Quentin Tarantino... Yeah. Wants to do a Star Trek this, movie. Yeah, this got pulled out of I'll, something. I'll let, that, I'll let you play uh, the, the bad cop on this one. This was something that <laughs> that got pulled out of, for some reason, a podcast that he did with Nerdist um, in 2015 and suddenly became a story this week. Tarantino saying apparently that he would, you know, he'd be interested in doing a Star Trek movie. I think this has come out, obviously, because the new Star Trek show um, was available online for CBS this week. Um, I would be very interested to see a Tarantino Star Trek movie. I think it would be like a Star Trek movie we have never seen before. However, this is not something that is going to happen because Tarantino has already said that he only has two or three more movies in him. He knows exactly what those movies are and he's moving ahead with those movies. So I don't think there's room for a Star Trek movie. He's not going to come away from everything that he's done previously and make a Star Trek movie. I'd kind of like to see it. I'll be curious. But, you know... This is something to, I don't think to, it's get, ever happen. to get bloggers clicks. This is yeah, absolute nonsense. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I could see it's him directing story. an episode of the Star Trek TV series mm-hmm. or something like that. He's not going to put years into a Star Trek uh, movie. And He's done TV stuff I, before. I he did an episode why... of CSI. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know why Paramount wants to make it Star Trek 4 uh, with, with an enhanced role for Chris Hemsworth. Um, but yeah, that was a little tidbit that was making the rounds this week. Um, there's a couple other things that we had five minutes left in the show. I want to talk about some scripts. Mm. Uh, last week, uh, on Friday, a big script, uh, spec script started making the rounds in Hollywood, uh, about young Oprah. This would be, he, uh, you know, this would be a fucking big movie. I don't yeah. know if Oprah would stand in the way of it, the way that Madonna has reacted to news of her biopic, but, uh, it would be a great role for a young black actress. Um, you know, young Oprah Winfrey as a, as a reporter. Mm-hmm. I think it was what in the in the seventies, um, so that is still waiting for a home. We're gonna have a spec listing up on the tracking board uh, as soon as I get off the show. There's just an amazing sounding spec that just went out today. Uh, was that the one we were discussing yes, just before the, the show? The, yeah. Okay, so OJ Simpson is due for parole on Monday. Yes, and this is a script about OJ coming after Cuba Gooding Jr. for exploiting his image. It's kind of fucking brilliant. I mean, I don't expect like this will really ever get made, but it's a great writing sample. Uh, so I'm going to be writing about that as soon as the show ends. And then there was one other uh, script that I, that I heard um, Fox is developing. It's called Stoned Alone. Okay. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I guess. This is like Home Alone, but with a, a, a guy who gets super high and is so paranoid, he just thinks people are trying to break into his house. <laughs> I, I really like the could idea of that. Could you see that working? Yeah, uh, I could. Yeah. I, I could see that being a really big holiday movie. I could kind of see that, too. Um, with words just all in his head. Uh, and then That's I, a know, great idea. Um, yeah, it's cool. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to discuss? Because I, I'm, I'm, I have one thing to plug, but then I'm done. So I don't, I don't think so. List. I mean, people are asking about, you know, what what should they go and see this weekend? People are asking about, you know, tonight Stronger or Battle of the Sexes. Uh, I haven't seen Battle of the Sexes, but I can, I can say, and you've seen Stronger as well. Stronger is a phenomenal movie. Yes, absolutely. Go it's, see Stronger. Battle yeah, of the Sexes. See that. Battle of the Sexes is a good movie. It's a fine movie, and the performances are good. Mm. But it's felt like an HBO movie. 
I mean, it's not particularly That's challenging. There's not a lot of depth. It's very kind of surface level. Um, but Strong is just uh, the, the writing, the direction, the, the performances are yeah. absolutely stellar. That'll, that, that'll stick with you. I did an interview with, um, uh, with with the producers of that, Todd and David. As it's up on Forbes. And it's yeah, really, we tweeted that. Yeah, it's a really interesting piece. I think to say so myself. And they especially talk about why they cast um, Jake in the lead rather than someone who was disabled. It's 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 a really they're really interesting guys. I called Todd so on, worth on Friday out. to congratulate him, same as I did last year with uh, with Scott Stuber on Patriots Day. Awesome. It's you know these producers. It's like they are. Shocked. Did you speak to him? Yeah, cool. they're shocked to get like a congratulatory call from a reporter. Like you know, anytime I'm calling, I'm like asking for information or trying to confirm something. Mm. So to just call and have a conversation and say, "Hey, man, you you did my city proud." It, it, it's nice. Well, off the it's back nice of change. off the back of my piece for Forbes, Todd actually sent me an email to thank me for the piece. He really liked it. Classy guys. He's a re- really guys. really nice guy, and they don't have to be. They choose to right. be. Anything? Uh, so let's wrap up the show. Uh, I think I'm done. That's it? Yeah, where I think can, I'm done. Where can the folks find you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at ShowbizSimon, Instagram at ShowbizSimon, and there's a Facebook page, This Is Simon Thompson, and you'll probably see my work popping up a few places. And I'm over at the tracking board, tracking-board.com. We're going to have an interview up with Charlie Tahan, uh, the star of Super Dark Times later today. Great. We'll have Drew McWeeny's review of Blade Runner 2049. Please be sure and check that out. And check out my piece on, on how Wonder is in five different movie titles this fall. Wonderstruck, Wonder, uh, Professor Marston and the Wonder Wo- Women, Wonder Wheel, Wonder. It's, cra- it's fucking you crazy. You know what they should do with that? One. Duh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, this has been Meet the Movie Press on the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe. Have a great weekend, gang. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the producers. Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire...